welcome to the fit to talk podcast. You have made it. Congratulations. This is the end of your week. Is it the end of your week? Is it the beginning of your week? Who knows when you're listening to this? Um, what? Hopefully, hopefully it's the high point, maybe. Of your week. <laughs> this is the, the low point in your week. And, is, uh, it's worth mentioning that I do write this script for Bobby at the start and he never looks at it. Before, no, right? I like to, uh, I like to scan it and then yeah, work around it. Sorry, he's gone from high point of your week to the end of your week. <laughs> this so, is the end of your week. If you didn't already Enjoy. know, we are Stefan and Bobby sometimes, and you're listening to one of our guest episodes. Correct, correct, correct. Yes, it's one of the many ways that we can remind you that fitness doesn't have to be boring. Now, Professor Pharaoh Windybank. <laughs> oh, okay, I've got multiple titles today. You keep Fantastic. adding titles to this. Thank would you. you care to introduce our absolute stunner of a guest? I would love to. Okay, let me do it. Let me do it. Okay. Our guest today is insanely talented. Ah. <laughs> And also one of the loveliest people you could possibly meet. So, yeah. Uh, She's currently swing and dance captain in The Lion, The Witch and The Wardrobe in the West End. Her previous credits include such massive shows as Legally Blonde, Matilda, Joseph, Mamma Mia, Saturday Night Fever and Cats. Tasty, tasty. Very, very tasty. (laughs) She's somehow awake, even though it was her press night last night. (laughs) It's Jasmine Colangelo! Welcome, Jasmine. Welcome to the fit to talk podcast. Genuinely, how are you awake? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sipping on caffeine. So. Sipping well constant. Classic. Constant caffeine for will be required. For two weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us the day after a press night. That is, well, you said insanely talented, but that's also just insane. Yeah, that is just fully insane. Um, it's a joy. It's lovely to be here. I was, was going to say, do you want to share with the that's listeners? That's the light. That's the light. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she said that before we've asked. Oh, okay. <laughs> we haven't asked yet, so that's true. Game. Um, so, as mentioned, we've got a little task for you. Yes. Uh, which is that during this opening section of the podcast, when we're talking about your life from the minute you were born <laughs> very up, specific. up until perhaps when you went to drama school or around that age in your life, we would love it if you can, during this very natural conversation, mm. try and slip in a lie. Big fat lie. A big fat yeah, a big lie. Fat, a stonker of a lie. Now, when we get to that age, when we get to 21 or drama school, Bobby and I will both well, will ask you if you've managed to lie. I, yeah, I think I might be a bit rubbish at that. <laughs> I hope so, because then it'll be easier for us to yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, and then Bobby and I will both have an opportunity to guess what we think the lie is, and we like our listeners to do the same. Please do the same at home. Are you willing? Mm, willing. Are you able? <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's I do. my favourite response. Are you able? I do. <laughs> I do. Uh, Good to go. I absolutely I do. Shall. And on that note. <laughs> so, Jazz, uh, tell us, how does the story of your life begin? Um, it begins with, I guess, mum and dad, really, Sean and Lorenzo Clangelo. Um, and they met doing a little land drum show. Um, can't remember which one because they tell us stories about lots of them. Um, but they met doing that. Dad's a hairdresser. Mum trained as a ballet dancer um, in Tunbridge, in between Tunbridge and Tunbridge Wells. There's a little kind of little bit called Southborough. <laughs> Just a little bit. And, um, in the Tunbridge yeah. sandwich. I know, that's so weird. You've got Tunbridge and Tunbridge Wells and in the middle. <laughs> There's the Southborough sandwich. There's something there else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we grew up all of our lives. I've got four younger sisters. Um, and we kind of just went to dancing with mum and there was no pressure to do so, but we kind of just hung out there, made friends um, and just joined in all the time. So that's where we sort of moved 
and sort of learnt to express ourselves, I guess. Um, and when we weren't there, we were at the hairdressing salon with Dad, making friends. <laughs> um, and the salon was my dad's dad, um, Antonio, uh, who moved over in the 50s from Italy. Um, and he set up like... Um, uh, Barnet Fair, which is a one-man kind of like salon, and then Dad took it over. So we've sort of like grown up, and some of Dad's clients now we've known like for my whole life. Thirty years now, guys. Wow. I'm thirty. <laughs> <laughs> young. Yeah. In this room, uh, that's you're considered young. young. <laughs> I mean, wow. So uh, you followed your mum's yeah. <laughs> life. Path. Although interesting, like when I first graduated, I would always go and work for Dad whenever I was like you know, auditioning, out of work, just graduated. Um, and I absolutely loved it. It was like the coolest setup because it's kind of like you're creative with the vision and then there's the kind of technique of hair and then there's the overall image. And we used to do like loads of stuff for like colour trophy and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and I loved getting involved. So many questions. I did not know this about you. That's yeah. amazing. So you can you can cut hair? Mm, like, so I was... Oh, <laughs> oh I've really told that. <laughs> um, so I particularly loved like the creating of like hairstyles and updos and like I did loads of um, like mates bridal hair and all of that sort of stuff but not necessarily like the cut so although the I, dad did teach me but like it would take some guts to sort of you know get out the scissors now well it's terrifying isn't it yeah one... I have done a few friends on tour though <laughs> so many so many jokes <laughs> um, uh, oh, God. but we'll move on from oh, that no. oh god <laughs> Oh, hey, Bobby's nice. he's found a new button. <laughs> like, that was not the sound I expected. Damn it! <laughs> Somebody keeps messing with these buttons. He keeps uh, throwing a sound effect in every now and again. I love um, that. If that was unexpected to you or the listeners. <laughs> I thought that was a phone going off. <laughs> I'll be honest. And they made a dodgy ringtone. Uh, dulcet tones there mm. from Jess. Uh, wow, okay. So styling. That was a lot of information, wasn't it? That was. Um, so basically. <laughs> Here's some more. <laughs> uh, but I guess to sort of summarise, mum came from like a dance world and dad from a very creative hair world um, and I enjoyed both very very much and I, it was always like a little bit of like oh I wonder what I'll end up doing and hairspray hairspray kind of, <laughs> oh my god hairspray the dream it's the dream show right uh. we're there Sorry, was that not as obvious as I thought it was? Or was it so obvious that it's pain? Bobby has his hand covering his face right now. I've killed him. I need to shut this podcast down. Yeah. We do warn people about the dad jokes. They're there. They're there. We just don't have any kids, so it's no. oh, strange to do dad jokes with no... Yeah, Bert doesn't understand my dad jokes. <laughs> Bert. Oh, Bert is Bobby's Bert. dog. If you don't know who that is, then immediately go on his Instagram and see the beautiful pictures of Bert. Gorgeous. Bobby's favourite person. Yeah. I keep vying for that spot, but I'm... <laughs> the dog version of me. Um, well, 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 well. So you've got a fantastically creative hairdressing family um, and uh, a mum. So when you went to these dance sessions with your mum, mm. did your mum teach them? Yeah, so when we were younger, we went to... Um, or I went to a dance school called Roche, which was in East Grinstead. Um, and then when I was about... 10 or 11, I think. Um, my mum's dance school is called Associates. And then we kind of joined in with that. So I got like a little bit of training away from mother and then <laughs> <laughs> and then came in. And that's for me, was just like family. It's the friends that I still have now. It's the friends that I go home and see like when I'm back from tour or been away for a long time. So it's like real family sort of connection. Wow. Yeah. What, what was that like being taught by your mum? Cool. I'm trying to remember now. We used to do like festivals and she'd teach us like, um, 
I think I, I didn't really get told off too much, but Sienna and Blaze um, are my younger sisters. They're twins. And yeah, what were their names? Sienna and Blaze. Sienna and Blaze. Mm, yeah. They are some of the coolest names I've ever Those heard. Those are some very cool names. Yeah, Sienna thanks, Mum and Dad. Twins. Yeah. You, you really you blessed us with creative with some parents great ones. just throwing some creative <laughs> names Blaise. out there. I love it. Wow. Yeah. That's so Jasmine, Sienna, and Blaze. So cool. Saskia is the next one down, and Kendra's the youngest. So there's five girls. Great names. Across the board. Yeah. Great strong, names. Really well played. Great names. Yeah. Wow, my parents. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel sad about my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> you called me Robert. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Are you my doctor? <laughs> the only person who calls me Robert. He had shivers. That shivers, I'm telling you. Um, uh, so, yeah, so you didn't mind being taught by your mum at all? Not really, no. I wow. think, yeah, Sinner and Blaze probably preferred it less. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little yeah. more conflict from the, from the siblings. They're more fiery than I am. <laughs> I wonder, because it's a tricky thing, right? Managing managing that relationship when you have a parent trying to it's a classic yeah. about teaching you to drive, isn't it? When you're oh, yeah. they say that yeah. your parent you know, parents often try and teach their kids to drive. My dad <laughs> uh he's an opera singer and he used oh, to try and like wow. teach me to very occasionally helped me with a song, but I was incapable of taking his advice. Really, I wish I had. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been very helpful. But um, yeah, that didn't didn't perhaps go as well <laughs> as, as the situation you're describing. Yeah, so, it's cool. And like we're all five of us kind of just grew up in that, in that environment. How did that translate across from dance classes into school? What was your school life like? Um, it was very normal. My mum went to like many schools, um, uh, theatre schools, sort of state schools. And one thing that she really wanted for us was to be in like one place. Um, Because I kind of remember like we did Billy Elliot when we were younger, um, part of like the sort of ballet girls ensemble. And um, loads of them went to like Sylvia's and it was always like, oh, wow, it's such a, you know, and we had like a very short conversation, but mum was like, when you get to 16, you can do what you want. But like, because she had moved around so much in those sort of earlier teen years, um, she was like, just stay in one place. And yeah, I'll always be very grateful for that. That's amazing. What do you think uh, you've gained from that decision? I think a grounding, because although we'd go off and do you know, a West End show at night uh, in like, I, th- I was 13 when we did that. And I think uh, 13, 14, maybe in, and Sienna and Blaze, we all did it together. So they were in the same team and they were a little oh, wow. bit younger, two years younger. Um, and we would go off and do the show and we'd come back, but like we were in school. Mum always said, you can go and do what you want, but you just can't complain that you're tired. So we just go off <laughs> and like, we'd come back and it was like, listen, you can go and work. You can go and do these shows, but you've got to go to school. And it's like, and, and, and dad as well. They were very sort of grounding and, um, and just, you know, balanced with it. Like, obviously it was a, a, a cool achievement to do at such a young age, but also there was like, it, it was just something we did. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Wow. So you started off young in the West End <laughs> <laughs> at a similar time, a similar age to Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except a lot later in years. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So a few years after Bobby. <laughs> so a few years life. after me. So really you've sort of, uh, you achieved the pinnacle of, of anyone's yeah. performing career at, at the age of 11 or whatever, whatever it was. Wow. So yeah, because... You know, we all know each other from mm. from Joseph. We shall reenact the entire show. <laughs> um, 
and I would describe you as one of the most grounded performers that I know. You have mm. this amazing sense of, how would, you, how would you describe it, Bobby? I think you've just got this wonderful quality of knowing yourself really well. And that's just mm. from, a, from an onlooker. Obviously, that might not be the case, or you might feel mm. really different to that. Mm. But um, knowing you as part of a company and as a person, you just have this wonderful quality where um, that, that sense of groundedness and like knowing who you are, I think uh, it's... It's really intriguing then mm. to hear you yeah. speak about this as your background as an upbringing, and it's like, oh, cool, this <laughs> this all makes sense to me. Mm. Like, like life is that simple. But um, well, we were always surrounded by it. So although it was still sort of magical in its sort of, in its performance sort of element, it was like we were always always surrounded by it. And because we were like doing school life and you know performing in the evenings, it was just like you had to strike a balance. Otherwise, mm. it wouldn't have really been achievable. But how did you manage that? Like, that's, that's a lot. I'm as, a good as a sleeper. Kid, I can a- sleep anyway. <laughs> so, I literally would have, like, hit the pillow and gone to sleep, probably in an English class too. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> There's an English teacher somewhere yeah. listening to this. <laughs> like, like, still annoyed. Um, but I, yeah, I do rest really well, which is good. Um, and also, for me, like... I mean, I'm constantly trying to, Matt Haig says, create a life that's baggy enough to live in. And I always just absolutely love that. My life is really full at the moment. So I'm kind (laughs) of like trying to strike that balance because for me, I'm like, uh, I I do sort of crave for a little bit more freedom and especially um, freedom in terms of just like extra downtime. Do you know what I mean? Because I think because the last few months have been quite scheduled literally like to the hour you got dinner break five to six and then you're in at this time and there was a little overlap as well of Legally Blonde and Line the Witch in the Wardrobe um so it was it's been quite an intense time so I'm kind of like craving a little bit of balance life work but having said that like when you are busy there's this exchange of energies that I kind of like really feel so when you're going from like one company or one person or you know school or performance it's like there's this amazing exchange and presence when you kind of meet new people and you're enjoying it so I think that's kind of yeah when things get busy that's what I try and like you know if you're really present and with mm. the people, it's like, there's only so much tiredness you can really feel. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like... I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. We're what here. Was that, what, was that, what was that quote again you said by Matt Haig? Uh, create a life that's baggy enough to live in. I really enjoy that's that. That's really nice. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a bit mind-blowing actually, isn't it? Mm. Because like no one likes too tight jeans. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Not on themselves. No. <laughs> some, be- some people do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That that true. I, br- I bring up Oceana and Kingston a lot, but yeah. they, <laughs> they like that. But, like for me, it's like creating the space to actually live yeah. in oh, those sort of mo- pockets of breath. So when you were, you were at a really young age doing all this uh, amazing stuff and, you know, incredibly both physically able and active, mm. how did that translate when you were looking at things like sports day in school or PE? What was your, mm. did you enjoy that stuff? Did, were you not really fussed? I'm probably like the least competitive person that ever. <laughs> I always last because like I would just be having the nicest time and everyone else would be like, you know, seeing the finish line and sprinting and like, you know, like eyes on the goal and really sort of like running and honing in on that sort of like finish. And for me, I'd just be like, 
bum, ba, da, ba, ba. <laughs> <laughs> having a nice day, the sun is out, I'm running with my pals, this is cool. And dad always remembers, it was a swimming uh, event, I don't know, it was like some sort of competition and everyone had chosen their stroke and everyone was like on the edge of the pool ready to dive in. And I had like, my, I don't know, my little swimsuit and I went for uh, back crawl, is that what it's called? Back crawl? Backstroke. 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 Yeah. That's the one. Um, really good swimmer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so everyone was like, you know, about to dive in and going for it, um, front crawl, butterfly, all the rest of it. And I got in and just went for this real leisurely sort of like back crawl, yeah. backstroke. Um, and dad was like, come on, Jasmine, come on, you've got this. <laughs> and I was like, ah. Oh. You're like, I do, I do have it. I do have it. So I've good. got this. <laughs> Um, so we always have a good giggle about that because yes. I just, yeah. And, and people are often ask about like me and my sisters, like, is it competitive? Cause they have also been, um, some of them have been in the industry as well and it just never has. I don't know. I, I mean, credit to mum and dad. They brought us up in a very sort of safe and open, uh, encouraging sort of like environment, but like, there's just never been any kind of, I don't know, competition at all. That's so positive. Between five girls, yeah. How did that translate to that that feeling of um, that sort of uh, not being concerned or, or competitive? Mm. Let's say, it, what was the outcome of that race? Oh, all the uh, last, <laughs> last, <laughs> literally, like the whole race would be finished, mm. and I'd be, you know, just sort of like. And do you think that still was still coming down the track? <laughs> do you think if you had like really cared about it, yeah. for instance, if you had been like. I really want to win this sprint or whatever it would be because you were so physically able yeah. at that age. Do you think you would have? And it was just a lovely idea that you- I don't know. I mean, like I've never been really into running. Yeah. Um, I quite like gymnastics, but that was probably about it. Trampolining was pretty cool. But running, I was like, I quite liked um, back and forth, you know, when you pass the, the bean bag. Oh, bean bag. Yeah. Yeah. Relay. Yeah. Relay. Be Bean bag. Or a stick? Did a you stick. pass a stick? We st yeah, we passed a, a, a metal tiny pole called, <laughs> called a baton. Oh, the baton. Um, we didn't do a bean bag. A How did you do a bean bag? I don't know, maybe that was like the soft play version. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. it feels like maybe. that would be harder to do. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's or a you really can throw a bean bag. I might be. <laughs> I might it was a full size bean bag. It's just one of those little light ones. I kind of want to invent this race where we do a full relay, right? And it's, it's like 200 meters per person, but you're allowed to throw it. Yeah. So it's a judgment yeah. call as to how far you run before you throw it. And if the person has to catch it, if they drop it, they're out. Yeah. So Whoa, if they drop it, they're out. If they drop it, they're out. So you'd have to throw it Ooh. and be really accurate. Wait, what was the throw? <laughs> they can, they, you've got 200 metres to run. Yeah. But you could stop at any point if you're confident enough that your throw is going to be accurate. Yeah. You have a beanbag to pass to the next sure. person. You have to throw it and then they... Catch it and carry on their yeah. run, and then they can throw it whenever they choose. So you could run the whole way. I do it like depends that. how accurate your throwing is. Yeah. Interesting. Although that might just turn into people accurately throwing bean bags. <laughs> yeah, that might just be yeah. Two hundred meter race. It's gonna right. take yeah. No, there's going to be no running in. There. <laughs> yeah, sounds oh, all right. Four hundred meters. Mm. Okay, they can't possibly do no can, running. Can they use a bean bag cannon? Yes, you can carry a cannon around with you <laughs> on your on your okay. run. It is an option. I love right. that. Yeah, a modified t-shirt cannon. Which yeah, yeah, I know I, you're hyped about. You know, I've got a t-shirt. We're doing cannon. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. No one else will, but us no, three. We're meeting in the next few weeks, and we're doing this. Fine, I'll get a t-shirt <laughs> cannon. Yeah. You wanted I know more where time to go that. for life. That is a life thing yeah. that is happening. Yeah. I don't know where, but we'll find a place. Yeah. Um, so PE was kind of a joy because you yeah. didn't really. 
have to stress about anything. No, I just, you know, had a nice time really. Yeah. Um, How did you find, or what was your sort of nutrition like growing up? Because when you're doing shows, obviously they take you places. And I, um, I don't yeah. know if this is the same for you, but when I was doing shows as a kid, they'd be like, Pizza Hut, let's go. Yeah, Frankie and Benny's. Yeah, full on. Yeah, yeah that was it, Frankie and Benny's. And um, for those that don't know, when you're a kid, you have chaperones, they take you to go and grab some In food. And, and obviously everything's paid for by the company. And they're like, you know, within reason. Oh, like, that was you a good time, like. really, wasn't it? It was excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I used to always get the Mega Mac at McDonald's. <laughs> What's a Mega Mac? So it's four patties. Oh. Is it four patties? I think it's more than that. Four. Four. Bobby was seven. A four patty <laughs> burger? <laughs> it's a four patty burger. It was wild. Wow. It was a wild experience. I really, t- I took full advantage of those meals. Yeah, I always used to go for the buffet and Pizza Hut because, and they'd be like, "Where do you want to go?" But like Pizza Hut because yeah. they had a buffet, and I felt like I could really get the most out. <laughs> Thirteen you slices. Know? Yeah, and then I'd be doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, taking it all <laughs> Anyone else? I brought my bag, <laughs> like, and I would literally. Obviously, nowadays they make sure that you don't overeat before a show and have too much sugar and all that stuff. But they didn't yeah. then. No, they no, definitely they go, didn't. They go bougie now. Yeah, like, really? yeah. Oh God, yeah. God, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I, feel like I feel like they do. <laughs> well, when we when we went when we were on Joseph for three yeah. months, they they were like, "Oh, we're all going to Wagamamas now." Yeah. All the kids. Yeah, Maybe that's bougie. too much information about the kids. Maybe we can't. Yeah, yeah don't. Great. Yeah. Um, they may have gone to Wagamamas. They no. may not have. Who knows? Who knows? They don't sponsor us. They're a mystery. Um, the kids are a mystery. But yes, yeah, sorry. Back to the question I originally was asking. What? Yeah. What was that like? Um. Well, I we grew up quite balanced diet. I think growing up. Um. Dad's very good cook. Mum really tries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lovely compliment. <laughs> it's brutal. Mum, if you're listening to this, no, she means well. she'll laugh. <laughs> I hope she will. Um, she, she really will. Um, and I think, like, I, what I've learned is that my Italian grandparents, who live five minutes down the road to us, um, well, you know, like pasta is the starter and then uh, there's like a main course, there's a main event and then there's like an after dinner. It's kind of like a, I don't know, a carousel of food that just keeps coming out. And when I was younger, I kind of felt like I had to eat it all. And now I just firmly say no more. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of have to be quite firm because otherwise Nono will actually get emotional if you don't join him for like another round of food and he'll just keep eating and keep picking. Um, So you have to be quite firm. I've always been veggie um, and from like a really, really young age, mum used to like put it on my plate and I used to always leave it. And she'd be like, well, if you're not going to eat it, I'll stop putting it on your plate. And I was like, okay. But um, I (laughs) didn't really know (laughs) what, this is kind of before I knew what that sort of meant. And then when I went to secondary school, so must, what is that like 11? I think, yeah. yeah, we'll say, yeah. Um, we'll yeah. say, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, can I have that without the meat? And they were like, oh, we do have vegetarian options. And that was the first time I'd ever heard the word vegetarian. So it was like, it was kind of before I knew what it was. And obviously now, like, it's a thing, isn't it? It's like loads of school kids are veggie. or. Yeah. But I yeah, remember yeah. being like, you know, one of maybe, you know, four or five in the entire school. Like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my nonna and nonna will still ask me if I want meat every, every time. <laughs> yeah. I'm I've, pa- I've made a- you fish. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I don't eat fish. No. Okay, little bit of fish. Yeah, it's, it's really good fish. <laughs> I'm like, and it's made with so much love that it's really hard mm, to, yeah. um, but I don't eat meat or fish. So I have to... No, thank you. Do you know what? Firmly. The, the, the multi courses thing sounds, I'm really conflicted about this because I'm like, that sounds delicious. Yeah. But if I had to cook it, 
And that sounds less fun. Yeah. But they just yeah. do everything so like effortlessly. I don't know what it is. They grow their own veggies. They've got jars of pickles and tomatoes and homemade vodka and limoncello. Like their their garage is like kind of magic. It's like a little wow. secret shed that. of wonders and food and <laughs> like, I don't know, fermented teas and, you know, it's just wild. Um, it's the real like, life Narnia. That's yeah, Your grandparents' garage yeah. is actual Narnia. For um, but for them, making food is, is like just so easy and so joyful and then sharing it is just so amazing. Wow. Yeah. We went, me and my dad went around for coffee last Sunday or the Sunday before. And you just end up staying. You you kind of have to go like, right, we're going to be here for an hour. And we'll look at each other and go an hour and then we need to leave. <laughs> and then on the hour, we'll, me and dad were like, oh, we've got to go now. And it will yeah. take, you know, they'll be, be picking chilies from the garden for us to take home and stuff. It's very lovely. I really want to go. They're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I really want this carousel of food. Oh, I'm no. so ready <laughs> we'll do a school trip. It is pretty special. We've got a, a, a request for you. Yeah. Have you managed to lie? Oh, wait, is this the cutoff point? Yeah. Yes. Wait. <laughs> I'm going to guess. <laughs> oh. No? Wait, I'm thinking. <laughs> no, because now you'd have to lie afterwards. Or, yeah. can you, or can you not remember if you have lied? Yeah, that would be awkward, wouldn't it? It's happened. It has happened, yeah. That has happened. Um, don't worry, we'll skip this rather than us trying to guess uh, a lie from, from actual <laughs> trying truths. To apart the truth. Uh, but I love that. I, you look concerned. Well, I really wanted to get that in there. So I kind of feel like. <laughs> what was it you were going to say? Well, I, did, I just don't know. I was riffing that. Maybe that's yeah. where I went wrong. <laughs> maybe that's where I went wrong because I should have really, you know, thought about it and planted it. It could have been in Nonna's garage. Do you know it what I mean? Been. It could have been, been yeah. that she had, um, like, a cactus that she feeds. True, or the stroke oh, that, you that did would when have swimming. been. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something to do with the swimming. That was yeah. that was where I, when oh. you started the story about the swimming, I was like, okay, I feel like we're leading into the <gasps> ride. Maybe maybe there's something there, but there wasn't. It was there all wasn't. truth. It was all truth. My God. Oh. <laughs> you seem you seem devastated. We don't mind at all. It's quite oh, hilarious. Quite, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. After that. That was all for the lie. Well, we got to learn a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just a device that yeah. also happens to keep people engaged. In. But <laughs> the purpose of that conversation wasn't just no, for no, the no, life. <laughs> the other stuff for that one day. <laughs> We're going to delete just, that first 25 yeah. minutes. <laughs> got it. We don't need that. Got it. We won't introduce her either. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, uh, you somehow ended up at a drama school. Mm. How did that happen? Um, I kind of, I just auditioned. At, I went at 16, so quite young. And I remember... Um, just really enjoying it and having a really nice time at festivals and competitions and exams and all of that sort of stuff. And then at 16, I just auditioned for quite a few. Um, I was quite a young 16 year old in terms of like, I don't know how I looked, you know, some 16 year olds are like adult and mm. others are quite like child. I still felt quite young. Um, so I didn't really get into many, I didn't get into like, you know, Lanes and all those sort of things. <laughs> so I went to Millennium, um, which I was very pleased about because uh, Donald, Jackie and Icky taught my mum at London Studio Centre. So because I was quite young, I kind of felt like, oh, they've got my back a bit. They know who my mum is. Mm. That's quite cool. Um, and yeah, so I was kind of drawn to uh, Millennium and then went there for three years. Um, and... 
enjoyed it. I find colleges quite weird to talk about. I don't really know why, but it's like, it's just such a transitional time of life that some bits are quite hard to remember mm. as well. I don't know why, but it's like, um, but I had a really nice time and I wouldn't change. I do think 16 is quite young to go to college. And especially like in my third year, I must've been 18. And I felt like the the growth and the kind of like, um, experience I gained in that last year was so great that it kind of like propelled me to go into the industry. Whereas the first two years, I just felt like I was figuring it out mm. and myself out. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, <clears throat> I wonder what would have happened if I did go at 18 and whether that would have like catapulted earlier on in my training. Yeah. Were there many other 16 year olds? Yeah, I think because like millenniums are diploma. So it's one of the ones that you can go at 16 mm. and it's a really dance heavy course which naturally, you know, I feel like more acting courses encourage you to be a little bit older for like life experience things, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas like dance, you know, that youth is sort of quite nourished. So there were lots of other 16 year olds. Um, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> lots of dancing. Um, it's so funny, isn't it? You say that if you'd gone at 18, it perhaps it would have catapulted you in a different way. But, you know, it's not like your career's been bad. No, no. And that's why I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Because, like, it, you know, I'm, I, you know, everything in life has led you to this moment right now, mm. isn't it? So it's like, you know, one little change like that could have completely shifted your entire... You've read the Midnight Library. Hey, Matt Haig again. Yes, Midnight yes, Library. I have read that. Do you love it? I did. I, I read it a while ago, so did I, don't, you? I don't really remember it. What? So I've I've got it sat at home. I haven't have actually you? read it yet. It's basically like a, a library of your life and the different choices that mm. you could have made. But how, like, you know how you go like, oh, if I'd done that, or if I'd met that person at that time, or if I'd done that job or taken the other option in that moment like what would have happened but basically the midnight library says like you know everything is is as be. because because it is i'm a firm believer in that like i always think like every choice you made has led you to this point yeah. so why yeah. why would you change anything and about that not yeah. only every choice you've made but every choice you haven't made mm. do you know what i mean and i think that's really exciting as well because like sometimes um this is like one of my favorite things to remember in auditions but actually a no is just as much of an opportunity as a yes. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that no allows, actually opens you up to other opportunities that may or may not be, you know, lead you to where you are. And growth as a person, right? right? There's, there's something to learn from every one of those opportunities. I, I, we've spoken a bit, Bobby, I recently had a, a no that stung a little bit. Oh, stinger. One of, one of those. And, um, you know, it's always tough at the time, but it's a, a real chance to go, oh, why... Why is that affecting me that much? And why did I care about it uh, that to that extent? Why was I so set on that? Or and all of those questions that you'd want to ask yourself to go like, what was it? You know, why is this my response? And how can I do better next time? Mm. You know, and sometimes it's not about doing better, but how can you protect yourself and um, your mental wellness yeah. whilst going through that process? You know? yeah. So it's opportunity to really... Uh, do that and it's a never-ending process and that's totally. actually something we wanted to speak to you about a little bit um, <laughs> uh, because you are a well, I don't know what the correct term is a yoga practitioner is a yeah. yogi a fair term Yo yeah yoga lover yoga teacher yoga lover yoga teacher yeah yoga doer yoga doer yoga beer yoga now, on Joseph, you very kindly did a um, yoga session for some of us. Oh, wow. 
I forgot about that. Yes, how and it wonderful. was during rehearsals, and it was it was early in the morning, wasn't it? Yeah, we did it at like oh, yeah, eight it or something in the park. In the park, rehearsals. lovely before rehearsals. And I have been to many yoga sessions in yeah. my life, some of which I have uh, got through, and some yeah. of which I have really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but that was by far my favourite one. That's so nice. And it is one hundred percent down to you. You have this wonderful ability uh, to make people, and everybody said this afterwards, um, yeah. b- b- mm-hmm. probably to you, but uh, maybe maybe just amongst ourselves, in which case I'm telling you now. <laughs> a wonderful ability when you're taking people through these um, positions and movements mm. that uh, it just felt, even though we were in a park in the middle of London, I felt very safe. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And relaxed in a way that I don't think I've ever felt doing yoga before. I've maybe found physical, you know, relaxation yeah. of certain kind, but uh, across the board, it was just so glorious. Yeah, I remember feeling so mellow. Yeah. Walking to rehearsals afterwards. It was wonderful. It was so nice. And then yeah. we started rehearsals. Yes. And then... <laughs> One more angel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, yes. So you have a Yeah, that was really special actually. It was a beautiful moment. It was. Yeah. And I think like also like um it's so often that as a company, like that's you we always talk about doing those things and never get round to it because of, you know, the really intense schedule that you go through together. But actually <clears throat> that forty five minutes together in the park was so special. Yeah. And also like Unifying, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you get to meet each other at a different place at a different time of day and experience something different together, which is yeah. also cool. Something really positive. And now you, of course, are an instructor and mm. you have your own business. Biz. Yeah. Your own business. <laughs> How do people find that business? Um, so I so I've practiced like yoga for probably about fifteen years. Um and I found a studio in Crystal Palace when I moved there and it's called the Yoga Edge. And I, that was where I like really sort of like went in and I was going every day, had, you know, the membership. Um, I was working in town at the time. So I was like, it was just part of my life. And I also lived on my own. So it was like this quite cool thing that, you know, I don't know if you've lived on your own, but like sometimes you can go a day and not speak to anyone if you don't have work. So like I know that if I went to the yoga edge, I would be able to speak. I would s- probably see a friend and we'd probably go and get breakfast afterwards. But if not, I'd go on my own and that'd be cool. Um, but it was just this amazing community um, that it was the community that made me feel so special at first. And I think, you know, it's the reason why community is the reason why we do so much. It's like, you know, theatre, there's such a strong community, whether it's like religion or whatever it is. It's like people love being part of something greater than themselves. And for me, it was like this really cool thing that I got to go and do and meet cool people. Um, And then in 2017 or 18, I can't remember exactly. um, And a bit of the tour was cancelled on Matilda and it opened up um, when the yoga were doing their teacher training course. And I was like, great, I'll just go and do it. I know I love the people. I love the studio. Um, And then when I uh, graduated from yogi school, um, I just taught everyone on the Matilda tour. And every Friday we were international. So we'd, you know, get the little hotel uh, gym and we'd just all hang out and just do yoga on Fridays. Um, And then lockdown obviously gave this massive opening um, and it just allowed space to dive in. A million, you know, when you just go dive, dive deep Um, and everyone had their own ways of like dealing with stuff in that time. But I think like for me, I had this massive anchor and sort of like focus that I could pour energy into um, whilst the world sort of paused for a bit, which was so cool. Um, And then created like just a little 
group of people who kept coming back for more and then they still do now. So I've got like a little bit of an online community. Um, when I'm super busy, I drop videos and when I'm not so busy, I do lives um, and they come and yeah, it's cool. And oh, one of the coolest things was um, we did a little retreat in a field. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, my friend Nikki was like, oh, it'd be so cool if we could just all get together and do some yoga and like hang out or camp or something like that. And I was like, yeah, we should do that. And then we watered it and we did the elements retreat. And we basically like, it was two nights, everyone brought their tent. Um, it was in like a little bit of countryside near Tunbridge Wells and we all just hung out. Um, Niall made incredible sort of like veggie food for the weekend. Um, and then there was about 15 of us and it was in between a lockdown sort of, you know, when things freed up a bit. Mm. And we got it in a weekend and it just happened to fall, luckily, because the next weekend I think it like all locked up again. Um, but we just got to enjoy a bit of like wildness. Do you know what I mean? After seeing like your your house walls so in intensely for so long, it was like, wow, we're like reconnecting, re-energizing, feeding off each other, feeding off good food. And yeah, that was probably, yeah, a bit surreal really, because it was like, wow. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone was listening to this and went, I want to take one of Jasmine's online mm. yoga classes, how would they find you to do that? Um, I guess my Instagram's like got yoga and theatre sort of, it's a yoga and it's just me really. I don't have like a specific Instagram account, mm. but on there is my website link, which then leads you to the world of yoga. Yes. In, or, and or my world. little world of yoga. Is yeah. your Instagram your name? Jasmine Clangley. There we go. Marvellous. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the name of this episode, so it should Jasmine be easy for you to find. Um, I mean, that sounds amazing. And kudos to you for creating that mm. uh, from the ground up too. Um, I wanted to ask you about mental health. Mm. In fact, we both did. Actually, it was something that we were chatting about yeah. beforehand with this. Because um, as you mentioned, you're one of these people who's wonderfully grounded going through these you know, really, really crazy things in the industry. We've been on so many massive shows and even recently, <clears throat> like with shows that are both incredibly demanding, crossing over, rehearsing one whilst performing mm. the other one still. How do you take care of your mental health during this job? Um, well, sometimes I think it's really hard, <laughs> first of all. Like, I don't think it's like an easy thing. But I think like, even if it's 10 minutes of your day, just to do you, whether it's like lying on the floor or maybe it's sitting outside and drinking a cup of tea. I think I'm finding more and more my phone is becoming like a bit of a problem. It's like on traveling in and out. So I think like time to disconnect from that is like, it's so important. And it sounds so like basic, doesn't it? But it's like, it really is. Um, I've got three days off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday coming up and me and my partner are staying in a cabin it's called unplugged and you lock your phone away and they give you a nokia burner phone and <laughs> basically you give that number to anyone who might like an emergency mm. sort of situation and you just like hang out so dan was literally like so what are we doing for three days i was like i don't know that's the thing that's what it's for like literally we're unplugging from life and just like i don't know let's be a bit bored yay do you know what i mean yeah. like how nice would that be <laughs> i feel like day one you're going to go through so many emotions yeah. in the first like three hours. You'll be like ecstatic. And then you'll be like, oh my God, I'm bored again for the first time. But they say, don't they, that boredom is where most of oh, your fantastic ideas come from. I know. From. And it's a real problem with the youth of today. My God, I'm yeah. so old. That they, because they're essentially never bored. Yeah. 
it's really tricky for them to have, I'm saying them like it's a group of people, but yeah. for us as a society yeah. now to have original ideas of any kind or to actually find energy to be creative yeah. because you don't have time for your brain to process stuff. You're always just go, go, go. consuming content of some kind or doing something. And it does sap your energy. Like yeah. I, I find as I'm scrolling through TikTok and stuff, like I get tired. I get like Bobby's worn now on down. Bobby's yeah, terrible. on TikTok. There's a terrible idea. <laughs> Sam is so annoyed. Yeah. On she, told, she told me off. I was, I was making a TikTok last night and she was like, please stop. <laughs> I stand by it. Yeah. <laughs> She's not wrong. It's hard though because it's... It's what's happening. Yeah. So what do you do in that moment? Like, do you resist where movement is going in terms of like, you know, the fitness world? It's massive, like TikTok and Instagram mm. and the rest of it. I don't know what the answer is, really. But it's like, it's just interesting, like how we navigate that. Well, it gives in balance. you false reward signals, right? It's the same yeah. as games in which you have like level ups and stuff like that, which is basically every game ever. They yeah. make them super addictive, yeah. like your phone and things like TikTok. <laughs> every time there's a like notification that comes through, it gives you a little lovely dopamine. Yeah. It's, it is dopamine, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, I thought I was going mad then. Hmm. Um, and so it just continues. So if you get loads of that from one post, you're more likely to continually mm. do it. And then it has the same algorithms to do that for every post. So the more you like, it's going, oh, rewarding you for this little stuff. And you mm. get you get addicted mm. to this thing, this tiny screen. <laughs> and that's why it's important to unplug. Yeah, yeah I love that. So idea. I think like, what was the question again? How do you take care of your mental health? I think you have to unplug. Um, Every now and again. And I think like whether it's 10 minutes a day or you get like a longer weekend or you have like a day off a week that you unplug for, even if it's like five minutes before you go to bed, because like that sounds like silly, but like how often is like your phone the last thing that you see or do or touch before you go to bed? It's just... Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like yeah, the last thing I look it's at embarrassing. It's, I'm literally yeah. like, that's me. It's I know it is. the first thing I look at as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, so I'm just sleeping so I can look at some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason I'm asleep. Yeah. I set an alarm at three just to check it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I was speaking to Maddie about this recently mm. going, if you had a, a four-year-old child and they said like, how does your phone work? Mm. Would you be able to answer that question? In, in what sense? How does your how does your mobile phone yeah. work? It's overwhelming when you break it down. I think. How does that work? What is that? What is that thing? I feel like I could answer that. Go on, hit us with it. <laughs> it's a little computer. Okay, hands. what's a little computer? <laughs> a series of zeros and ones. What What does that Whoa. mean? Is that like codes? It's binary. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but precisely. But how does it change binary into what you're seeing? Through code. Okay, what is code? Sorry, everyone listening to this just bored out their minds. <laughs> well, this is, so I've had this like thought in my head for a long time of like, what came first, the operating system or like, how, how did somebody create the first operating system? Yeah. Like, I, how did, how did that happen? Surely you need an operating system in order to create an operating system. So how did oh. you create the first operating <clears throat> system? And then you have this minefield of trying to explain what the internet is to mm. people, yeah. which is, if you Google it, it's like, oh, that's fine. But actually it's incredibly complicated as a concept mm. to grasp. And we have this tiny device that is essentially indistinguishable from magic. <laughs> yeah. It is. It really is. And I think like in, in, it can be really wonderful and really kind of like inspiring and you can get so much from this little tiny magic yeah. device. Also it can be like destructive mm. and Hugely. like, yeah. And addictive. 
I wonder how many people, if you asked on the street, how do how does electricity power something? How many people would be able to answer that question? Very few. No, I I do like an interpretive dance. Yeah, it would go like this. <laughs> I think from the sound effect, you might be able to imagine what she actually did for that interpretive dance. It was spectacular. Uh, it's better than any dance I've ever done. Yeah, uh, which is very true. true. Uh, and, but then, if we can't explain electricity, you can't explain this phone. Then that's what I mean by the magic thing. Like, yeah. if you took that phone back two hundred years and showed somebody it working, mm. you would be a wizard. Yeah, but that's why yeah. I think like so. Although our brains are uh, evolving, right? I, I'm just sort of like rough draft speaking here. And yeah, this yeah. is just this is what know, this entire this podcast is. is. <laughs> <laughs> this is like one big. What's a second draft? draft. <laughs> um, but basically, our brains like uh, the world evolves, 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 and then a baby's born. But there, it's still the same baby that was born. Yeah. Uh, like how many years ago, but uh, is born into such a different world. Mm. So stimulating and so, so kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's very, it's quite overwhelming when you think about like that tiny little vessel. Yeah. How kind do they of deal with navigating this, this massive. And it's, it's crazy <laughs> that like a toddler can operate a phone almost better than we can. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely better than we can. Yeah. Than we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toddlers TikTok. I bet that's a thing. It probably is. Yeah. That's sad, isn't it? Oh, the world we live in. I know. Everybody unplug immediately. No, because if they unplug, they won't listen to this. Yes, that's what we want, isn't it? I think Mm. like the more the sort of the the more I live my little life, it's like the 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 more I realise that actually we can't do all one or all the other. It has to be in balance. You know, whether it's like food, work. Yeah. Technology, it's like, it just all in balance. So when you are going about your day-to-day life, when you're on a show, like yeah. let's say over the next three months, like are there little things that you do each day, almost every day, like little routine things that you always do to, to make sure you're mm. balanced? If not, don't worry. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's hard because I don't want to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about no, that because was in the like, first part you were meant to lie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I've got it all wrong. Um, but basically, like, no, it changes mm. day to day. If I'm really honest, and like, I'd love to say, like, you know, I sit and journal and drink a tea and and meditate every morning. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> but like, sometimes I do, mm. and it's really great. Um, Sometimes I go for a walk with um, Alma, who's Dan and I's dog. Um, and like, I think presence, it comes back to presence again. Like so often we think of like yoga as uh, like something that you do or like a class that you attend or a practice that you do for an hour and then you leave and then you go and get on with your day. But like for me, it's like a life practice. So whether mm. I'm drinking my tea or showering or whatever it is, speaking to a friend, it's like in presence, that's, do you know what I mean? If I'm wholeheartedly there listening, then that's kind of like, I don't know. I think that's how I live. I don't know. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks to that uh, basketball documentary. You'll remember what it's called. The one about Michael Jordan. The Last Dance. The Last Dance, mm. in which they were speaking, saying that he he potentially wasn't the best basketball player in the world, mm. but he had this insane ability to be just 100% present in that mm. single moment. And that made him more able to mm. perform at a high level than perhaps people who might might even have been slightly yeah. more skilled at him at, at certain things. Mm. Totally. And I think like also I know when I'm not because like I can feel my attention like 
drawing away and then in that moment I'm like ah I need to like do a little reset or something's not quite right do you know what I mean so it's like I you know it's not it's not easy but also like it's easy to tell when you're not I think do you know what I mean when when you sort of fine attune to that to that world it's like oh something's pulling me I'm, I need to kind of like reset and recenter. I think mm. that's a, an amazing skill because I think mm. you, you just said something really wonderful you said you know when you're off balance mm. and I I absolutely believe you but I don't think most people do yeah, know that's true yeah I, yeah I agree people, I, people aren't tuned into that at, at all you know I, you're one of the, the the few people I know mm. actually who you sort of exude that, that I've, I absolutely believe that if you've um, felt yourself being pulled or slightly off balance mm. that you would know it's taken me a really really long mm. time to be able to uh, evaluate that um, accurately with mm. myself and actually still sometimes it takes me a little bit too long to work that out mm. you know and to go oh actually for the last week or so I've mm. been a little bit at, you know, mm. off balance. Well, it's the fast pace of life as well, mm. isn't it? It's it so is, crazy. and often taking on too much yeah. stuff. Classic. Um, <laughs> classic. Uh, <laughs> and then moving there. But Bobby, how's your experience with that? I, I don't feel like I'm there at all. I don't feel like I really know mm. myself in that kind of sense. And that's definitely something I know I need to kind of pay attention to and kind of work on mm. moving forwards. But yeah. Uh, how I would love you, that. How would you? I love that though. I don't know. Yeah. I just think that's really powerful because like also like we can pretend to know. Yeah. <laughs> and actually like what who is that for? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. how that's so powerful and just going like I don't know and that's cool. <laughs> like it's something yeah. that I'm yeah. learning and living and and sort of like so aware of. Half the time I think I know and the <laughs> other half I don't know. I'm not sure there's ever a point <laughs> that I mm. actually know. Truthfully <laughs> no. Um That's really cool. No, maybe that's not true. Um but I think you're right. I think it's a permanent practice, right? Mm. That you have to continually be checking in inwards and going, you know, is this uh, to be, you know, quite fancy with it, but uh, it, am I aligned with my values and mm, my goals? Is this totally. is how I'm behaving and how I'm thinking? That's the big one. I think for people to try and take a step back and go, are the thought processes I'm having, are mm. these sort of trains of thought in line with what I'm aiming mm. for? Because that's what betrays me quite a lot. You know, I have um, negative thought patterns that will yeah. sort of chase down one, one line of thought and I'm like, okay, no, I need to, Check in with this and go back. And I, th- that's taken me a really long time and, um, you know, neuro-linguistic programming and all yes. that stuff yeah. to try and... Uh, I think like values about. as well. That's like, we got, um, my dad's favourite book is The Four Agreements. Um, and he kind of like bases loads of his business stuff off it. And we always like laugh about it because it's kind of like, just like a little, I don't know, four little agreements that we have in our household, which is sort of like... I hope I remember them now. <laughs> Make one up. Yeah. 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 I'm doing really good at this lining up. Um, the first one is to always do your best, which sounds like really sort of simple, but also like when you've done your best, it's like there's nothing left that you can do. So you can like peacefully go about your day knowing that that was your best. Also understanding that that changes from day to day. So it's like, whether it's like a show or an audition or you know, life, whatever it is, it's like, actually your best is enough. And there's so much like relief in that. Do you not think? Yeah, like, I just, it's so simple and so powerful because it's like, oh, well, that was enough. It has to be because it was my best. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second one is to be impeccable with your word, um, which I really love as well because it's kind of like, I mean, I love them all. Um, but um, 
Because that was do you words, ever do this? Because right? I'm quite bad at this. Um, like, say, say you're going to be late for something and you're like, I'm going to be there in five minutes. And you're like, I'm not. <laughs> I've said that to make them feel at ease. I'm going to be there in 15 minutes. But it's yeah. like, that's like a tiny example of how like you might not be impeccable with your word. And it's harmless. It's completely harmless. But it's like, actually that like slip of word is then easy to happen in other areas of your life. Mm. So it's like being impeccable with your word, like not only to others, but also to yourself. Like how true are you speaking back to yourself? Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. That's really interesting. Um, I love that because also it, if you said to somebody, I'm going to be 15 minutes late, they can use that time exactly. and they'll appreciate yeah. it. They'll go, oh, I'll go and grab a coffee. Whereas if you say five minutes, I'm like, I'll wait here. And then 10 minutes in, they're like, I could have gone to grab a coffee. Yeah, I'm, I'm so guilty stressed. of that. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Time management. Oh, God. Oh, the man's looking at me. <laughs> he's, he's seen through it. Um, so it's like, yeah, I just feel like that was... It's just like, also, you can sometimes get into trouble. Do you know what I mean? When you're not you're being impeccable with your word, it's like sometimes you can get into like... I don't know. Things things can slip up. Or you try and people please. Another, you know... Yeah. yeah, trait of my own is like you know wanting to please or wanting to like help someone. Actually, like I'm not available and I can't help you in this moment. Yeah. That's fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I, I kind of would have been. I'll try and be there or like. And actually, it's like no, it's just as powerful as like yes, I will help. Um, and then there's um, don't take things personally, which is kind of amazing as well because like I don't know. There's this wonderful sort of image of like it's never really your story that it's about. It's the other person's. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. say, do you know what I mean? So many times people start picking up on it at work <laughs> and now it's really, and now I'm noticing it on it. <laughs> but I like it. It's like you're checking in that the, the, that we're following what you're Do you know saying. what I mean? I, checking the way person. Do, do, do we know what she means? Uh, I know. Do, yeah. you, do you know? I, I'm not sure yet. I think I know. No, no, I know. Um, (laughs) Don't lie. Absolutely. Don't lie. lie. No, 100% Mm. yes, because it's, if they're, you know, it's very rarely actually about you. Yeah. It's normally about other people and whatever they're dealing with. Yeah. And like, I remember like, you know, we live in the world of theatre. So the example comes up in this, in the industry of like getting notes from a show, but it's like, also like you can sort of, so take those personally or you can go that is what that person visions for this it doesn't mean it's right or wrong but they are also being paid to do their job and that is their job do you know what I mean yeah, so again it's yeah. not about you it's about what they have been asked to do um, and again if you've done your best then you can't take it personally because that was your best in that moment I really love that specifically for that for yeah. the, when you're thinking about things in shows as well because that's so important especially when I'm dealing with students teaching mm, them acting yeah, teaching. and stuff you're going you know hey th- you know my job is to do this or a director's job mm. is to get this outcome that they're picturing it's not that what you're doing isn't amazing it mm. just doesn't fit with the vision they've got and I'd prefer it done like this and the same with any director they might be going I, I had this on a, I think I've mentioned this before on here but I was doing a, a, a comedy show and I had a bit and it was mildly improvised mm. and it, it sort of to my perception was getting funnier and funnier and being mm. added and it was the audience was laughing but it was no longer appropriate to that part of mm. the scene so the director was like I need you to cut it mm. do you mean to cut it right back down yeah. to what it was originally and you're like he was like it's not that it's not funny mm. it's excellent but it's just that scene has an arc and it's kind of messing with the arc mm. of the scene now. You're like, okay, that's not about me no. at all. And cool, it just doesn't fit with the thing I'm doing. 
I understand. Cool. It's nothing to do with me. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, so I'm not there going, oh, I've lost this really funny bit that yeah. was in there. Nope, doesn't matter. It's not about me. I kind of think those like, it makes you a better performer as well. Like when you sort of break down these agreements that we make as, you know, really young humans as well, like things that you're told, you know what I mean? And, and it's not necessarily like things that we're told throughout our life by teachers, by carers, by family, whatever it is. It's like we have a, we have a choice whether to agree or go, okay, that's your projection. And, and I choose to, I choose something else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, do you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> you said it now. You've said it now because people are going to pick uh, up on it. I've forgotten the fourth. You've forgotten the fourth. <laughs> she runs to Google. <laughs> Picks up phone. Google. Sorry, we'll do some, we'll do some filler. Quick, do a theme tune. Well, um, oh, a theme tune. Yeah. Bobby, go. A five, six, seven, eight. But a but a bye. But bye. But a but a bye. But bye. Enter. 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 Now that was my least favourite. No, okay. What? I've got it. I'm out of it. Sorry, the filler's over. We filled that Back to balance. Don't make assumptions. Ooh. Right? This one got me. That's so difficult. To assume is to make an ass of you and me. Yeah. But also, like, it, I don't Doesn't know, it, it, makes, <laughs> it makes things so much simpler when you just don't make assumptions. If you need something, ask. If you if you need to express something, say something. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I that was a big old learning curve one for me. That's really difficult to implement, I think, because mm. we make assumptions in order to get through life, right? Mm. You, yeah. you know, you're trying to evaluate on a really basic level, let's say you're walking down the street and you'll assume based on the way mm. somebody's eyes are pointing, which way they're going to walk on that street. So you'll, you'll mm. move around. So it's about trying to apply that. That's obviously not mm. what you mean, but trying to apply that in a way that actually is helpful, isn't it? To go, yeah. you know, assumptions about what people are thinking about you, about yes. what situations yeah. they want to be in. Exactly. Because again, it's like, it's not really about you. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite freeing, One isn't it? One of the other rules. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, those are just four little um, agreements, Don Miguel Rouge's book um, that my dad loves and passed on to us. And I, we sort of like laugh about it and we always like say it in our household and we're like, we're such wankers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but I, I think they're really cool. And I, I've read the book like a few times now and it's, yeah, I think it was one of those books that you generally like changes you a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. changes the way that you think and actually I really want to be more that. Yeah. Apply that. Yeah. What an amazing piece of advice. That's very cool. Mm. Okay. Kind of on the flip side of that, is there anything about fitness and wellness you'd like to see get in the bin? Get in the bin. <laughs> get in the bin. <laughs> That's the yeah. sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> get in the bin. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like, uh, it's, where do you begin? <laughs> in, like, do you know what I mean though? Because yeah. it's kind of like, how, where do you start with this? But I think like anything that isn't for you. Ooh, I like this. You know, okay. anything okay. that isn't okay. for you, like why are you doing something? I think like the why is always really important, right? Mm. Whether you're, you know, starting a fitness journey or you're starting a new practice or you're like, I don't know, a new project why, it, wh why? And I think like when you kind of like dig down on if it's for like confidence or to live a fuller life, I think like those are really cool things. Um, it's hard to pinpoint like an exact get in the bin. Yeah. 
So um, all of that can get in the bin. Your your when you do something without having a why. Yeah, or just like you know, who who is it for? If it, I just think like if it's nourishing and it feels good and it's like from a place of love. I think like one thing that I've always struggled with is like, um, and and also like you know I'm coming at this from a slim privileged body so it's like it's really hard to comment on everyone but for me like uh, when gym becomes like this really hard sort of like um punishmenty kind of place yeah. like for me it's like it for me I don't necessarily work out that much I use yoga and and dance a lot to to sort of like keep my to elevate my heart rate and to keep well and moving um but yeah, I just think like it should be about sustainability, mm. about living freely in your body as much as possible. Um, and of course, I know there's like so many, what's it called? Like um, visual, you know, the visual things that people want. Oh, so yeah. like an aesthetic. Aesthetic, aesthetic that's yeah, the yeah, word I was yeah. looking for. <laughs> like, I know that exists, yeah. but also like, how do you feel? And mm. it's so much more than just like, the body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you get down to, you know, 7% body fat, I can tell you, you feel shit. Miserable. Yeah. You feel shit and you're miserable. Yeah. And you might look great in that one picture. Yeah. But you're going to be miserable every time you look at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, remember when I used to look like that? Yeah. yeah. For the one For day. For that one second. And I think that's like, <clears throat> like my family did loads of your Bobby's over lockdown. Bobby's and I think bakery. The bakery. The bakery. <laughs> um, and like, they just did it with joy and I think like that's what it's about right yeah. and I think like that's it's such a celebration how cool yeah. we get to move our body and, and that's just such a you know privilege we've as well. spoken about it loads like we spoke about just enjoying fitness yeah. enjoying whatever you're doing like there's no if, if you're going to see it as a punishment if you're not going to enjoy it then why are you bothering mm. like you, you want to yeah. find those things that work for you that you really enjoy. Yeah. And sometimes it's not in necessarily the, the practice of it. Mm. You know, for instance, you might not enjoy picking up a weight, yeah. but you know, if you can find joy in having done it, yeah. do you mean, or mm. the, the end goal that you have afterwards, which mm. might be strength or whatever, yeah. whatever it might be that you're, you're working towards or some, some pride that you're looking after yourself, yeah. whatever yeah. it might enjoyment be. Enjoyment of the challenge, enjoyment yeah. of yeah. learning something yeah. new or a new skill, or as you said, a new practice um, for your life and well-being. then, you know, that's part of it too. You might not enjoy every moment of it. You know, you might be going through a, a, a yoga class and there might be two positions that you're like, oh, I really didn't enjoy those. Mm. That doesn't mean you shouldn't do the, mm. the class. Mm. Like there's still something, I guess I'm on board with everything you're saying. Mm. I just don't want it to be like an entire, like in which case don't do it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, which yes. I know is not what you're saying, no. but it, no. I think it could be heard that way yeah. if we're not, not careful. Yeah. I totally agree. We've got a, uh, one final surprise for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is the, we still have a good name for this round. No. Reaction round. It's basically an either or. Like okay. A, like a lightning round. Like a lightning round. That's oh why God. have we not thought of that before? God, yeah, we're the, slow. The, on the lightning round. In which I'm going to give you a 
number of either-or questions in which I would like you to give us your favourite of the two things. Oh my god! Really straightforward. It's However, so fun. it's timed. <laughs> it is timed, and we have a little timer. Yeah, it would be me. really. I'm the little timer. <laughs> what kind of questions are they? Well, you'll have to yeah. wait and see. But it's worth a they're not round. general knowledge. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be what great. Year was the Battle of Bosworth? <laughs> Um, so, um, kudos to anyone that knows that. Uh, without Googling it, message us the answer. I didn't even know that was a battle. Bosworth. Oh, God, I won't about. go off into it. So I'd tell you about it. I'm like, <laughs> So is everyone listening. I've immediately turned them off to this. Uh, with 45 seconds on the clock, we are going to ask you uh, lots, or I'm going to ask you lots of either yeah, our questions. all Stefan. Um, and I don't want you to think about it. We'll okay. pick one. It's not the end of the world if you choose one or the other. Although the world might end. Mm. Okay. Potentially. Bobby, really? Give us a countdown. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Phone calls or texts? Phone. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Plays or musicals? Mm, musicals. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Friends or The Office? Office. Mommy or Saturday Night Fever? Ooh, mommy. Sa savory <laughs> or sweet? Savory. High five or fist bump? Ooh, fisty. New clothes or new phone? <laughs> new clothes or new phone? Legally blonde or cats? Legally blonde. Bath or shower? Oh, bath. Beard or clean shaven? Beard. Cardio or resistance training? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's answer, yeah. Perfect, perfect. Arms for legs or legs for arms? Arms for legs. Arms for legs. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Yoga or dancing? Mm, yeah. Dance. Uh, TV or movies? Movies. Podcast or radio? Podcast. Planes or trains? Planes. Simeon or Ruben? That's, I can't. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember who played who. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best song of <laughs> To be fair, we yeah. normally say. Um, hey, was I good? You were excellent. You're very good. How, what did we hit, Bobby? Time wise, yeah, fifty-one seconds. Whoa. We went slightly. Oh, over. slightly over. Slightly over. over. Yeah. But we did have a new couple in there, like arms for legs and legs for arms, which yeah, is tricky for people to actually comprehend at that time, which I yeah. quite enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, lovely. Um, we did skip past the fact that you said fisty. Yeah. Fisty. I nearly lost Which it. I feel fisty. like we should come back fisty. to for a moment. Fisty. Or was it high five or fist bump? Yeah. yeah. I kind of like a fist bump. I like a fist bump. Yeah. You, yeah, I think you're both, both, to both bumpers, if you will. <laughs> you bumpers. Uh, you're, you're a bumper. You're both bumpers. You're a bumper. You're a fisty. Or a palm. Are, you, are you a fisty or a, or a fiver? Fisty or a slapping. <laughs> fisty or a fiver. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cardio resistance training. What's that? <laughs> 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 Point made. From <laughs> what a way to spend. That's fair. Well, thank you so oh. much for coming to join us, Jazz. I really, really, really appreciate it. It's been that. so lovely having you on here. What a joy. And sharing your wonderful, especially, sorry, wonderful expertise, especially the day after your press night. I yeah. Know. Uh, madness. <laughs> More coffee needed. More coffee. <laughs> Indeed. And thank you at home for listening. So you can find more information about us on our Instagram, which I have finally learnt, which is uh, fit to underscore talk. Well done, Stefan. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and remember, we release two episodes each week. It's a lot. Whoa. It's a lot of us. What thank exactly? You. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, Will it be that five or later? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or that fisty, sorry. <laughs> Ah, uh, there's fivers and fisties, right? <laughs> there's plenty more fivers and fisties coming your way. Um, and if you've got any questions that you want answered, anything at all, you know what to do. Slip slide into those DMs. I'll be waiting there. 
ready, ready to <laughs> keep going. Ready to five Ian Fisty. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't wait it's to see those DMs. Yeah, it's lively in the DMs today. <laughs> and if you like what you've heard, this has been Fit to Talk with our wonderful guest, Jasmine Calangelo. And me, <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> he forgot where he was going with this. <laughs> I forgot my own name. <laughs> and me, Bobby. And if you haven't enjoyed it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>